0: day, listeners and welcome to the Power of Perspective podcast with your host Stephen. Today I have my university friend Robert Verhagen on to speak about mushroom foraging and cultivation.
1: I moved to Cape Town. I discovered there was a whole community of people who are mad about mushrooms. You found your people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was walking in, in Cecilia Forest one day and I saw people like just just randomly walking around and then Picking up things off the ground, and then I asked them, "So, what, what are you doing?" And they're like, "No, they mushroom foraging." I said, "Oh, is, is that is that is that lucrative, or is that fun?" Or is it? And they're like, "Yeah, it can be cool, but you've got to know your mushrooms." So then, uh, yeah, I, we've
0: heard, we've all heard <laughs> <to say. laughs> when it doesn't go so well, <laughs> but okay, so
1: yeah. so I, I learned how to identify the different types of mushrooms. What's 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 uh, good to eat? what's good to pick what's not.
0: so you um, so you joined a community yeah and then you, you learned a lot through this community I did yeah so, so what so where, where did you what community did you join
1: well I, I was first into a per- person by the name of Gary Goldman the well known guy in the mushroom sphere I don't know if you want to include him in the, in the last yeah, Mary um, yeah, yeah and he's very knowledgeable in terms of, of mushrooms and he gave us a shiitake log was it was basically oh, yeah. it was, an oak, it was a oak was a sawn off oak log yes. that we we drilled holes into and then we we knocked knocked uh, these uh, dolls uh, like wooden dolls yes. into the holes that were inoculated with shiitake and spore and then in about a year and a half it started sprouting mushrooms. Oh, wow, nice! Uh, yeah. That sounds like
0: quite a little operation, huh? Yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> Was
1: it quite what you expected? Um, yeah, no, I it's, it's it's quite involved, and you know, it's, it's it's very hard to to keep these mushrooms hydrated. You have to you have to get the right conditions because they require humidity. Some of them don't like sunlight. Some do. You get the right balance, and also when you're growing mushrooms, you've got to bear in mind that. The mushrooms are good for you to eat, and they're also good for every everything, every other creature to eat as well. They, they love mushrooms. Yeah, competing <laughs> with snails, competing with rats. Yeah, anything really, yeah, any creature.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, very, very popular. popular awesome, isn't it? The um, so let, let's say um, I want to, uh, I need to gain these mushrooms, right? So I'm, I want to to go foraging. So, 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 where do I begin? Where do I go? You know, um. And uh, like, what time of the day? You know, um, all of those sort of things to consider. Like, what, what would be your approach in, in this? To you, if you wanted to gather your own,
1: uh you can easily go up, go, uh, go mushroom foraging in the Newlands or Cecilia Forest here in Cape Town. But one thing you got to bear in mind is that. A mushroom permit, Actually, forage. For
0: no, oh, wow. so The government's even involved in this <laughs> <gonna say. laughs> they're
1: looking yeah, it, for it, the it, money, hey? Huh? No, no. It's it's a free it's a free permit, but they uh, need to know what you're doing, and they need to know that you are sticking to the limits because there is a limit. There are limits. Yes. It's it's, a, it's the same with the fishing and all that. But it is free. Uh, it's it's ridiculously hard to get these permits. Oh, yeah. So they often come and tell you why you. Your permits, etc., and you you can only you can only forage in certain times of the year. So you don't only forage three months of the year. If you're foraging outside of those three months, then they really have something to say to
0: you. <laughs> 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 the national police are going to come for you. I mean, why why do you think it's so sort of uh, kind of strict and um, it almost sounds regulated? Is that is there just an over indulgence in the, in the by the foraging community? Is there some inherent value? That's the... Well, look, there's, there's, there's a real shortage. So you're you're going out and you're um you know you want to get these mushrooms. So you have dealt with these challenges. You've got your permits. You're now going to go to where would you go first? You, you mentioned somewhere like Newlands Cecilia Forest.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you can go to the Newlands Forest or Sicilian. So the Newlands Forest near near the fire station there by UCT. So there's there's a there's a place, there's a forest that you can walk to. Uh, generally, you'll find mushroom uh, uh, around the fir trees or the oak trees. It's it's important that that you stick to these these or, or poplar, but oak and fir trees are easier to identify than poplar. And what you must bear in mind is that that these these trees are exotic trees and that environmental services are currently chopping these trees down and therefore the area that you're able to hunt these mushrooms in is progressively dwindling every year. And with a smaller smaller area and with
0: such popularity amongst the foragers, it's probably getting quite
1: competitive. Yes, yeah, it's getting quite competitive and um, very often you go hunting for for mushrooms and you will get into fights with other people because... That's their foraging area. Do these fights ever get quite heated? Or um, yes, they do. Um, so it's not not to the point of them hitting you, but it's 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 a more sort of they sort of like see what you actually have versus what they have. Sometimes they end up okay. Well, I'll I'll give you half my mushrooms. You give me half your mushrooms.
0: Yeah, a little bit of negotiating. Yeah, you go a bit of negotiating. Would you say... What would you say like people in the community are generally like?
1: Gen- generally they're, 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 quite, they're quite willing to help you and to provide you with information and uh, especially if you're growing like, mushrooms yourself or cultivating, they're, they're very willing to help you to do that. In terms of foraging for mushrooms, people are willing to tell you where to look. Generally. But they won't tell you specifically. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks!
0: (laughs) It's like an NPC in a game, like, thinking it's helping. So, you, okay, cool. so, you, so you're out there, you're foraging, what, what would you take with you? What does the person bring? Is there any tools or gear um, or technologies? So what?
1: Yeah, look, when, you, when you're hunting, you're foraging for mushrooms, uh, the things that you need to bring with you are a basket or a, a bag of some sort that um, preferably a bag that's, that has, has holes in it, not plastic bag. bring a plastic bag then then you're actually being unkind to the um, environment because so when you are picking these mushrooms you're releasing spores so that more mushrooms can grow so if you have a basket or a packet that has holes in it then those spores are going to release on the ground as as you're walking along so so the idea is actually have something like
0: that Uh, that's really cool you're assisting nature yeah you're assisting
1: nature um some some people also have a knife to to cut off the, the mushrooms, particularly if you are you find a mushroom growing on a tree, which is called the chicken of the woods, which, which grows in uh December to February. It's a yellow mushroom, big yellow mushroom that looks like chicken feathers basically.
0: Very <laughs> <laughs> <Maybe>, good. <laughs> uh... You quite a picture. (laughs) So you've got your gear. Um, In a previous conversation, you you mentioned um, an app, you know, technology has come so far, and we've incorporated it in so so many areas of our lives. What is your experience with this?
1: So so there are are some apps that you you can download off the internet that will help you identify certain types of mushrooms. But uh, one must bear in mind that these apps are not designed for South African mushrooms per se. So, so the species of mushrooms that it's identifying might not be the actual type of mushroom that's, that, that could go sideways quickly. <laughs> it can go sideways. So, so you generally, you got to know what you actually picking generally one, one would avoid, uh, mushrooms that have gills underneath. So when you are picking the mushroom, um, Make sure that it doesn't have gills underneath because then you're going to have a very hard time identifying whether that mushroom is edible or it's not edible. If it has a spongy texture, it is more likely to be edible. So,
0: so say you're trying to, you know, there's been like stories of, you know, people dying from in, in poisonous mushrooms. Mm. So, so, like tips and tricks to identify the edible from the poisonous, the, the great challenge and almost admirable trait of successful mushroom mm. I would, mm. I would say.
1: So if you spot a mushroom that is red with white spots on it, yeah. or yellow spots on it, that is is a mushroom that you can pick. But this mushroom will actually give you hallucinations, and some people might be looking for that, Mark uh <laughs> But maybe not if you're looking for yeah. um, a general consumption. There are some very poisonous mushrooms, like the death cap. Uh, so the death cap is white, and it has, like, uh, it, it bruises bruises yellow or green. So if you cut yeah. it, then it'll bruise yellow or green. So stay away from those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Make sure to do such. <laughs> it's called
0: the yellow stainer. The yellow stainer.
1: Yeah. Mm. And
0: Sounds like a, a terrible superhero. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and then, and yeah. Then, and then there's, then there's the a problem. Different... Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, like, so, what is the the ratio? So, like, it's, would you say there's a, a large proportion of poisonous mushrooms? Is it a minority? How scared should one one be? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Look, um, there are more mushrooms that are either edible or inedible then there are poisonous mushrooms. So yes. there are a lot of mushrooms there out, out there that okay, sure they are are a bit poisonous, but they're not completely poisonous. Like they'll give you a stomach ache. Yeah, yeah. But there are very few that will actually kill you.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know. And yeah. and what must one one must you 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 can safely do not lick your fingers. Yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> find out what that mushroom is before.
0: Yeah, that. yeah. Well, you know, a lot of great science started with people licking their fingers. I mean, if you look at the, I'm there for another podcast, but the, the sweetener industry, a lot of those sweeteners were discovered just by people playing with chemicals and licking their fingers. Maybe you find the next big, big mushroom trend, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. But maybe... maybe um, not tr- not to be tried at home. So, wh- where would you best find these mushrooms, like uh, to forage? You, you've said forests. Is there any sort of identifying, um, I guess, landscape elements or such you would look for
1: or direct yourself to? When you're looking for mushrooms, you are looking for a an area that has light speckles, uh, so it has patches of light and and patches of shade, and and it's and it's. Humid, so you're looking for a sort of sort of area that has like a foggy. It's, it often it has it's often engulfed in fog or haze of some sort. So and you're also looking in an area where there's like a clearing of some sort where some trees have either fallen down recently, fallen down or were chopped down. Why
0: do these? Why do fallen t- trees um, lead to more uh, mushrooms in the area?
1: Because a lot of mushrooms actually grow on decaying, decaying trees. So they'll, they'll, they'll So there are some that grow in the, in the ground, and there are some that actually grow on on tree trunks. Some actually grow on live trees. You know, most, most, most of them grow on, on decaying.
0: Yeah. So I suppose this would lead me to the question of um, what do mushrooms sort of look for when they just, you know, to to grow and. Um... Bring life to that sort of area or, or, or not life, <laughs> depending on how you see them.
1: Look, it's, it's important to realize that mushroom mycelium is everywhere in us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> that, and that's the start for the next uh, post apocalyptic sci fi movie <laughs> series that comes. Netflix, you got this. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. So, um, l- l- let me just catch you there. So, you say mycelium. Yes. What, what, what is mycelium? How would you define that? Okay,
1: so, so mycelium is loosely similar to roots. So it's, it's like the roots of the mushroom. So it's, yes. it's what's in the soil. It's like the. You found your area, you've, you've
0: got your kit with you, and you're foraging. So get the mushrooms in a bag, you, you, know, you sort of t- take them home with you. How, how do mushrooms form part of an ecosystem? What are they? Why do they exist? Um, And um, how does that affect maybe what's around them?
1: So, mushrooms are a fungus that exists everywhere. Some say that mushrooms actually existed before plants. Oh, Uh, maybe they did. Ancient times! Ancient (laughs) times, yes. You have fungus on everything, basically, in your fridge. You have fungus on your bread. Yeah. I don't <laughs> you think I feel like lunch anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you have fungus on your salad. <laughs> it's everywhere.
0: <Egg. laughs> Get used to it. <laughs> oh wow! So it's, it's just <clears throat> and it's just obviously um, survived over the many years, and I mean it's probably even affected cultures and yes. human development somewhat. So
1: mushrooms themselves are are actually result of a event that happened to the fungus itself so so in in effect it's 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 like it's like a saw or it's a when you're eating a mushroom yeah. that's that's actually you're you're eating eating the, the scab or the <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. well you know solve them hey <laughs> Mmm, delicious.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, nature both bro- bro- beautiful and totally gross at the same yeah, time, yeah, but we love
2: yeah,
0: it. Yeah. No, the mushrooms are definitely very interesting. Sort of. And they're almost like, a, like, even as a group, sort of a life form of their, of their own. I know there's, in certain parts of the world, sort of ma- massive sort of fungal sections underground that communicate over, like, you know, hundreds of meters. It's, it's actually what, yeah. what helps... Plants grow,
1: so plants will actually use the, the mycelium, so that that breaks up, helps break up the soil, and insects like will will use use those roots to dig their paths and everything like that. Yeah,
0: so it's an uh, important part of, <coughs> of other sort of um, animals and plant life sort of development and survival, even.
1: Yes, yeah, and and actually some trees do not grow without. Out the symbiotic relationship with mushrooms. For example, there are some oak trees that will only grow to a certain height unless they are they are grown with, with a certain type of, certain species of mushrooms. Oh, amazing. And, and there are some, like in Europe, there yeah. are some trees that they grow with truffles. Yes. So truffles, the most expensive sort of fungal species in the world that's like they're very rare to find yes yeah. and very hard to grow
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean in the culinary world they're like um, one of the almost most prestigious elements <clears throat> to add to your funeral it's super valuable super fancy and kind of showing off wealth and sophistication almost. Let's talk about uh, mushroom uh, cultivation. This is um, a big interest of yours. It sounds like you quite successfully sort of um, learned the ropes and gotten into it. T- tell us about it. Um, you know, what, what is it? How is it done right? You know, um, we'll, we'll break it down. Maybe just give us an overview. Well, growing your
1: own mushrooms at, uh, at home rather than buying mushrooms in the supermarket you have the choice of growing your own types of mushrooms. So rather buying just buying your normal white button mushroom, you can get other species like uh, your shiitake or lion's mane or oyster mushroom.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, in our general supermarkets down here in Cape Town, it's it's this white button mushrooms or it's this like nice mixed mushrooms. Um, so yeah, so yeah. it would be nice to have a more Variety—you can more personalize your, your mushroom um, intake.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you, the mushrooms that you get in the shop are all the same mushroom. <laughs> 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 They're just at different stages.
0: <laughs> and that's that's marketing for you. <laughs> oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. So, so your 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 big brown mushroom
1: is exactly the same as as the small button mushroom. It's just at different stages of its life, or it's, it was exposed to more light, or it was exposed to more heat. Or,
0: yeah. So the industry has found its sort of favourite species, and it's just made like, kind of monopolise that and just said, "Well, if we just harvest it in different ways and conditions,
1: they won't." They, they are they won't be interested. Easiest to grow. Yeah. Most of the ones in the shop are a species called agaricus, yes. which um, grows. On manure or your compost.
0: Yes. So, yeah. so, what other reasons did you sort of have to that got you into cultivating? Um, is it the n- nutritional or, or even medical benefits? Is it just the fun of the hobby, the enjoy of sort of accomplishing? you know, cultivating, perfecting an art? Like, um, yeah, why would you say this is otherwise valuable and specifically for you? Because it's a lot of time and effort, right? You know, there's got to be be a a big draw and a desire.
1: Yeah, look... so, some people believe it's some sort of a martial art. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, the hidden technique,
1: right after yeah. a drug-drunk panda, you got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, are some medicinal benefits to to growing mushrooms? For example, like the species lion's mane and shiitake, things like that. They apparently have some cancer preventing properties and. They're very good for your vitamin D levels. So if you're low on vitamin D, what you can do is you can actually cut the cut the mushrooms, cut the bowl of mushrooms up, you can, yes. even the shop pork mushrooms, and you can stick them out in the sun for about an hour or two, yes. and they'll absorb the sunlight, and then you bring them back in, and that's your vitamin D. Oh wow, a little vitamin D sponges, uh, eh? <laughs> vitamin D sponges. So if you want to increase your vitamin D, they actually do this in in the in the northern parts of, of uh, the world where they get little sunlight. So here we don't have to worry about vitamin D levels because we get high levels of sunlight. But there they have yeah. to get their vitamin D sources from other places. And often in the past they used to get mushrooms, but um, nowadays we we just go to get about vitamins and tablets. And
0: oh yes yeah, so we we love our vitamins one solution solve all type of things but i think doing it a more natural way is, is definitely the way to go so for folks maybe in in colder parts of the world like, like europe and stuff you know in this modern age where we don't get outside that much sure. we're very busy preoccupied and if you're not getting a lot of sunlight um using this as just a means to even on your own or at some more to, more broader commercial level just saying like Cool, well, you know put these in the sun they absorb it, they make a fantastic natural vitamin D source could be like a real practical solution for someone at home, yeah yeah could be yeah. what are the uh so, so I imagine there's sort of different techniques in mushroom cultivation is there an approach you like la- you've chosen
1: um yeah yeah the approach that I've taken is I have a mushroom grow tent, yes so i've recently bought a mushroom grow tent and you can get it at most garden centers so you go go there and they have like a little small tent with, with the pigs and in, the, in, in there and then they have shelves that is so that you can keep the humidity inside the tent. so you would put it inside the tent you would put a humidifier so that you can constantly keep the place humid which is ridiculously hard in terms of in, in times of bloodshedding.
0: <laughs> yes, down here in yeah. Cape Town, power is not a re- reliable uh, community. You know, we have this um, uh, very frustrating system of certain periods of the day um, when demand is very high. We just don't have power in a modern world. And so activities like growing mushrooms are um, a challenge amongst
1: many. Look, when you're growing the mushrooms, you've got to monitor the temperature levels, you've got to monitor the humidity levels. You can either do this yourself, uh, which is generally what I'm doing currently until I have enough money to buy the more expensive agrometers and different temperature things to
0: monitor yeah more advanced sort of techniques to um kind Mm. of create a microclimate in your home yeah
1: exactly
0: starting starting up right where to look you know like me i want to start if i wanted to start growing mushrooms it's kind of a daunting and no one really tells you told me about this i think a lot of people have experienced this um where do i start Like, I would expect there's some sort of, like with seeds, you could have a little bag of seeds and throw it, but I'm sure it's a bit more involved than that.
1: Yeah, look, it it is a little bit more involved. If you're starting out, the easiest easiest thing to do is go online and search for oyster mushroom kits. Yes. Yes. So oyster mushrooms are the easiest mushrooms to grow. They are ridiculously easy to grow. They'll grow in 20 days. in less than a month you'll have mushrooms that you've grown yourself go to go online search for oyster mushrooms best of the the, there are two species that are my favourite there are the yellow oysters which are like a golden sunlight in colour and then there are the pink mushrooms which uh, actually taste a bit like lobster Oh really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. a seafood flavor yeah. in your seafood dish. flavor in mushroom, your, dish. In your mushroom dish. Mushroom <laughs> dish. Yeah. So these these are very easy to grow. So uh, you buy your mushroom kit, which will consist of uh, all these mushrooms. It, it's a plastic bag which has all the stuff that the mushroom needs to grow inside that bag. And all you have to do is cut a hole inside that bag. Then you have to spray it like two or three times a day. With a water. With a water spray gun or something. Yes, yes. Uh, and that, that's the easiest. And then keep it keep it in an area which has relatively nice light. Mushrooms like light. Oyster mushrooms do, don't do mind a bit of sunlight. So yes. that's, that's okay if, if there's a little bit of sunlight, but, but not more than an hour. Do they just get
0: overwhelmed with sunlight? It's like they can only take a certain dose? Well, they overheat, yeah. Because they're quite
1: temperature sensitive? They're, yeah, they're, it's, it's more the humidity. So so if they get too much sunlight, then they'll, they'll tend to dry out. I mean, if, the more sunlight that they have, the, the more you're going to spray them and keep them misted so that they don't dry out that's the... I, I would just avoid some.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> like that, um, some of my gamer friends would, <laughs> and maybe even appreciate that and relate to that. I've heard you actually have gone to the
1: point you have made your own sort of kits? Yes, yeah. So you can you can actually make your own own kit. This is a little bit uh, difficult to make your own kit. Because yeah, you need so first of all you buy the, the bags. So these these plastic bags aren't any type of plastic bag. These are specifically plastic bags that are somewhat breathable. So they have like micro pores. They're a little bit breathable plastic. If you go to online and purchase these these mushroom grow bags and specifically, and then you'll have They'll also have microport tape, uh, so you'll need that, and then you'll need the stuff to go in it. So the mushrooms need need a growing medium. Your oyster mushroom uh, will require like straw, yes, or paper or anything. Go with straw. Straw is the, the best. The idea is when, when you're when you're putting it the kit together yourself, is that you have to keep it very clean. And you'll need a food source, so for example something like bran Yeah. put 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 the straw with some bran and then you'll need need something that retains the moisture, something like coca koi, which is koya, which is basically coconut husk, so broken up into pieces, yeah, so you'll put that that together with it and
0: Good mix in volcanic ash. Oh wow! You know, <laughs> <laughs> imported from some Mediterranean island. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Sure. you can get it at at, at, at any of these uh, plant plant stores, so nurseries yes. and stuff. You will have. They'll, they'll have it. Um, salt rock dust. Yes. Yeah. So that that's more specifically for a certain type of mushroom called. 40 steps, which is it provides all the minerals and stuff, but generally you can, you can use it in growing any, any type of mushroom because it provides all the minerals and stuff that mushrooms need. Yeah. So
0: look out for that one. So you've got, you've got your, your, your kits and you're, you're ready to grow. And so what does the, the process look like? What's the timeline? What are the stages? Maybe walk us through it a bit.
1: Yeah. Look one, once you put that all in a bag, then you need to inoculate your um, substrate. So you've got your substrate in the bag and now you need to inoculate it. When you say substrate, that's your growing medium. So that's, that's your grow bag that you put together and now you need to inoculate it with mycelium. So there are various ways to get this mycelium. You can either do it yourself or you can buy you buy syringes i generally buy syringes because um it's really ridic- I, don't, I don't i don't have a lab laboratory or pressure cooker or a all this stuff <laughs> <laughs> i think
0: all of us can relate to this you know <laughs> we don't have a little lab in our basement so yeah. yeah there's definitely a practicalities we have to consider
1: as a you know just general public here. Yeah. Yeah. okay and say you, you bought bought the syringe, which uh, you you buy from any mushroom um, place. Okay, so you would put that syringe aside. In the kit that you have put together, you you need to okay. So you need to pasteurize this this uh, setup. If you have a pressure cooker, this is the best way to pasteurize it. So pasteurizing your grow bag. So you tie up the bag once you have everything in it. Yes. okay um, and then you put it into your pressure cooker if you don't have a pressure cooker then what you need to do is is put a piece of a wire or something at the bottom of the pot just so that the yeah. bags don't touch the bottom of the pot and melt yes and then you put it water you put bit of water in the bottom so that it's it's covering the the wire and the bottom of the bags. Close the pot and uh, leave it to boil for almost an hour. Yeah. (laughs) I know that's a ridiculous amount of time. Yeah. On a low heat. And then that would pasteurize it. If you have a pressure cooker, then then that's a better idea.
0: And, um... Okay, cool. And what sort of timelines do you do? Does this process take? When can you expect the the fruits of the labor, as you say? Okay, or, or... so
1: so once once you've so once you've got it out of the pot, you need to cut a hole. So yep. you, so you need to get the get the needle, put it into into the bag and inject it, and close it up with your micro port tape. Yes. And stick that micro port tape on, and then what you do is. Open, 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 the bag. Spray a bit of water in it, and then close the bag so there's no risk of infection or anything. And then you close it up, and you wait for it to all the mycelium to take over the growing medium. So yes. it starts growing white and everything, I mean, and it's, it's, so it slowly starts colonizing the substrate. Oh, colonizing—dangerous word in modern times. <laughs> <laughs> It we're
0: on the okay. on, on, on the mushroom topic. Yeah,
1: uh-huh. <laughs> yeah it needs to colonize uh, fully, fully colonize the bag, so it will go white. So, um, what you need to look out for when 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 it is colonizing is there are other fungi that like to compete with your mushroom. Oh, hate it. yeah. So, for example, green mold that also likes. Humidity and it likes and bread mold and other uh, you know like mold that grows around the house. Yes, that all likes likes the same things that your mushrooms like.
0: Yeah, you've given them a great hope to move to. You know, <laughs> thank thank you, kind sir.
1: We will take over from here. Yeah. <laughs> if your if your mushrooms start start growing going green or they start growing fluffy white instead of instead of a clear white then probably it's probably infected with other mycelium and not your mushroom mycelium and then you just gotta throw it out oh no (laughs) (laughs) so how
0: do you defend against these these foreign sort of molds and such yeah so there are various ways so so
1: you you could spray your mushroom bag with on that certain area with h2o2 solution hydrogen peroxide which yes. which will which will kill the green mold but it won't kill your your mushroom green mold doesn't like that but your mushroom might doesn't mind that yes but not too much because you might kill the mushroom too. <laughs> <laughs> so careful care, on the grip of that trigger you know it's a it's, oh. a, it's a dangerous game if it's taken if it's taken over then it's taken over so given
0: to the new uh, the, the Moss overlords, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um is there other risks revolved? Is there
1: diseases to watch out for? Um in, in general no. Um uh if you keep your mushrooms uh indoors when you're going indoors, um the things that you need to worry about is that there's mushroom spores that that could be released once it starts fruiting. Yes. Um, and sometimes these for the most part these spores are okay because we're exposed to spores all the time and we're used to it. And for those of us who are more sensitive uh, we, we can develop uh, things like uh, sore throats or block noses or yeah
0: No, as a particularly aloo um Um, prone person (laughs) i would fear for this myself so
1: yeah so so generally that's that's why we use things like grow tents so i i I myself have a grow tent because i have a cat that has allergies (laughs) (laughs) yep cats get them too So I actually grow it on my veranda outside. So I've moved my mushroom growing thing to my veranda outside so that it has both a natural elements and it's a bit of uh, warmth from the sun. Uh, yeah.
0: Yes. Um,
1: and for our,
0: um, you know, people starting out beginners, um, what? in your journey and maybe in this uh, observation, like what are common mistakes uh, to look out for? Uh, what did you, challenges you experienced? You know, I don't know, maybe, maybe just like some pro tips getting into the, the scene. Yeah. Look, um, when you, when you're growing mushrooms, uh, don't, don't get uh, frustrated when
1: your mushroom kit starts going green. And uh, it, uh, if you have your flush and then, Oh wow, it's it's mushrooming, it's it's finally fruiting, it's it's great, it's it's wonderful. And then um it stops fruiting. Yeah. And it's very often because you haven't given enough humidity. Yes. And the uh, mushrooms stop fruiting. Um uh, and you'll have to start again. That, this is somewhat frustrating, but once you do get it right then it's then it's very really, yeah. <clears throat> and, um, I
0: mean, how easy was this to pick up? Did you learn quickly? Was there a couple of mishaps or did it, did it come smooth? Like, like, what, what's the learning process like? Yeah, look, yeah. um, with, with,
1: it, 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 all depends on what you, what mushroom you are grow. If you're growing your oyster mushrooms, you're going to have a very easy time it's going to be smooth sailing it it doesn't doesn't get much infection it's actually it out competes green mold it's it's a great mushroom to grow if you're growing another certain types of mushrooms like um, I myself uh, like to grow lion's mane and um, uh, (coughs) shiitake and, and things like that and they are quite a bit harder to grow because um yeah. they take longer to grow and the green mold actually competes them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> feisty little um thing isn't it <laughs> the um oh, all right so you 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 know you're growing these mushrooms um <clears throat> let let, what what should people grow like uh quick you know quick top five or what what are the is the hip hip hopper happening as the youngsters say in the mushroom scene
1: yes well if you want to grow mushrooms yes uh very first mushrooms that you would grow are your button mushrooms ridiculously easy to grow you can grow them in a (laughs) (laughs) shoebox with with a bit of uh, compost and potting soil and and uh basically put your um, shop bought mushrooms in there, and uh, in about two weeks you will have grown your shop mushrooms. That's yeah, yes. So that's that's one particular type of mushroom that you can grow. And other type of mushroom you can grow is oyster mushrooms. Oyster mushrooms are very easy to grow, um, as, as I've said. Um, shiitake. You can grow shiitake. The easiest way to grow shiitake mushrooms is actually on a oak log. When you would uh, drill holes in, and then you would put uh, shiitake dolls in. Yes. Or just just note that you'll only have a flush in a year and a half or so. It is a very slow <laughs> mushroom grow
0: <laughs> A patient person's game, right? So you've you've got these you've made these lovely mushrooms right? No, you I mean you want to use them right? Yeah. <laughs> as, as much as the, the game is fun to do, I'm sure. How would you say the the best uses of these mushrooms are?
1: Well, the best uses of mushrooms are cooking. So for your oyster mushrooms in mean, soups, or you can put them. Especially the the pink mushroom goes well in your fish dishes. I mean, if you're if you're vegan. Then that's actually the best mushroom for you if you want to say okay i'm gonna have a
0: seafood salad <laughs> 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 I mean, I mean. then you just put these pink oysters and then you, it's like you're eating good seafood <laughs> <laughs> a very interesting substitute I, I like it well you know what for me one of the barriers to veganism was uh, i love my seafood so
1: <laughs> maybe i'll have to give it a try if you want a nice mushroom that uh, to eat is is also your shiitake, is, is a very nice uh, mushroom to eat, and then you can just fry this in butter with a bit of salt. Remember, when you're frying mushrooms, do not fry it on high heat, fry it on low to medium heat, and fry them slowly because
0: otherwise, then you know, you're just basically killing the mushroom. You won't be so happy at the end, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: and it'll, it'll taste all.
0: What is your favourite mushroom dish? What is my favourite mushroom
1: dish? <laughs> 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 Just on their own, with with a bit of with a bit of bacon and eggs, really.
0: Yeah, keep it simple. It, if you know, if you prepare it well, yeah. it's like with a lot of food, right? You can make amazing stuff from simple. But out
1: if you are lucky and you manage to find a chicken of the woods mushroom in the forest on an oak tree, you look high up in the oak tree, and then you find this big yellow. Chicken of the Woods mushroom. Love that name. So, <laughs> this mushroom actually tastes <laughs> like chicken. Oh, my so god! <laughs> you you can actually fry it in the same way that you do chicken. And it's
0: quite tasty. Is it like we say tastes like chicken, like the typical when someone tries a meat they don't know, they just say tastes like chicken? Because <laughs> it's got to taste like no, something? Well, or is it, no, is it like
1: a convincing sort this, of... This is convincingly like chicken. Amazing. <laughs> it, is amaz- it is an amazing coincidence that, that this mushroom tastes like chicken
0: <laughs> <laughs> is it finger licking good <laughs>
1: yeah, off, yeah i mean you even know there's actually mushroom but... no no, no I figure. <laughs> it's all really cool it, though. it's really convincing and it's
0: tasty someone who has dietary stains like a vegan or vegetarian or you know a banter who's avoiding their carbohydrates um how like realistically and to what degree can you sort of substitute uh, mushrooms into your diet.
1: Well, yeah, you can you can substitute your burger patties for mushrooms. Just bear in mind that uh, mushrooms are actually ninety percent water. Basically you're eating water. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. so I, w- I would I would have something other than mushrooms in that dish. Otherwise yes. otherwise you're gonna go hungry.
0: Yeah we really need to fill ourselves, right? And you know beyond the sort of catering to dietary um, scenarios. There's a lot, of, a lot of health in mushrooms. I mean, did this draw you to it? Well, how
1: would you comment on that? Yes, uh, uh, mushrooms are very healthy. For example, your lion's mane is very good for brain development. So if you have a growing kid, or uh, an aging adult, lion's mane mushroom is just about the best mushroom that you could, you could eat or even get buy mushroom tinctures for, or you can make your own mushroom tincture. Maybe that's in a later topic because i'm starting it out
0: when you say mushroom tincture what do you mean
1: so a mushroom tincture is so you're withdrawing all the mushroom stuff into something like alcohol and then you're boiling it off and then you make it into a tincture and then that has all the qualities of the mushroom a bottle so that's so that you can you can use it many months after that.
0: So this is like sort of a yeah. supplement you can add to your your yeah. So it's like a supplement
1: the, you can add to your food or you can add to your tea.
0: Just have a little vial of it, pop it in when
1: no one's looking, or oh, when they're looking, you know. Yeah, so exactly. It's, a cool I mean, thing. it's just a, it's just a sort of, it's free vitamins. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> is there certain like health aspects that drew you to mushrooms or that you particularly appreciate? It increases your rhythm.
1: It has other health benefits. They say that. It's, of some certain types of cancer so it has like cancer healing properties to it it's good for brain development
0: can it help with my bad memory <laughs> yeah <laughs> As yeah, you know. yeah it, it could yeah
1: yeah so so there are some studies that certain types of mushrooms can help with both your memory and your sleeping
0: even in a world where we have a little bit of a sleep <laughs> crisis in a way right you know yeah, people yeah. Are working longer hours there's more disruptive sleep schedules you know, this 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 could be like a potential solution for some
1: so of stress, and you're not sleeping properly, and you're struggling with your memory. Then a mixture of the reishi mushroom and the lion's mane mushroom will calm you down and help you to sleep. So you'll have better memory. That's 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 a, that's that's a good combination. And very often when you go into into shops and everything, they have those two mushrooms that.
0: Back. That's all there in front of you. You just got to know how to
1: put it together, right? Yeah. So, so if you know how, you can just put it together yourself. So, so, so knowing
0: Rob and um, I think um, at university and has bit of his study background, Rob was very good at finding products and natural substances and so on that would help with. Stress levels and maybe productivity and stuff. Tell us about that. Were mushrooms involved or just generally? Because I always found that an interesting part of
1: you. Initially, I would switch to, I, before I discovered mushrooms, I would use other products like herbal remedies and stuff like that. Your ginger is in times of stress and worry. I mean, it, it, it even helps you in terms of seasickness or when you're feeling a little bit out of sorts and your brain is a bit yeah. funky, then ginger ginger root is, is just about the best. And then you have other ones that help boost your pain thresholds and stuff, like what's it yellow powder, root powder? <laughs> turmeric. Oh yes.
0: Oh yeah. Right. I love my, my turmeric, you know. <laughs> Throw it wherever you can. <laughs> just be careful, a little bit too much and it's very potent. But in the right doses. Amazing and super healthy. Super anti-cancer, antioxidants.
1: Very often I would combine turmeric with a bit of ginger and mix it into a sort of tea or drink. And that would help with my stress levels and if I hadn't had enough sleep then I would add peppermint. found these products quite helpful as opposed to maybe more um, western sort of medicine? Yeah, look, in terms of western medicine. Western medicine often has a lot of side effects, whereas I find that mushrooms and herbal remedies have less side effects. That's not to say that they don't have side effects. They do for certain types of people. For example, lion's mane does affect people who have blood clotting problems. So if if they have health issues like blood clotting, bleeding problems or stuff like that then generally they should stay, stay away from mushrooms and stuff probably would be told to stay away from a lot of western medicines as well
0: so you know if you're going to start to take on a big hobby like this it's always good to do a bit of background research just just to be safe especially if you've got like pre-existing conditions i mean
1: in in all always ask your doctor say look i'm eating this medicine i'm taking this medicine it contains cordyceps mushrooms it contains reishi it contains lines man will this affect any of the medications that I'm currently taking? taking what is your take on it? I mean for example myself when I told my psychiatrist that I was taking Rishi mushrooms he actually decided that I didn't need antidepressants anymore he says well you don't need the antidepressants that you have you're switching to Rishi mushrooms see if it works for you oh amazing so.
0: <laughs> amazing I mean that's really cool though right finding sort of Alternative and you know even sometimes just as good if not better um solutions to these things. Um, sometimes being proactive and finding your own approaches is, is, is a great
1: way to find solutions to these challenges we have in life.
0: And how 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 well they work? Yeah,
1: look, I'm I'm sleeping a lot better. I I do have the odd night where I don't sleep, but that's just my makeup. That's that's me.
0: <laughs> yeah, we I mean, we got our struggles.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I, I think. Me not sleeping sometimes is more the environment. I mean, with all the load shedding, a lot of people's alarms go off in the night and that wakes me up and then I... Have difficulty getting back to sleep after that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I have great without even our own alarm. You know, the power goes off, and all of a sudden, the middle of the night, your alarms go off. Batteries just die. You know, this, yes, yeah. You know, Rob, Rob, with the background in you know working at a as a tech position at a at a, a local school, has um, found batteries that, up that just don't last with power off the whole time. It brings challenges in both mushroom cultivation and all sorts of life. But then luckily we have things like these mushrooms to solve some of the maybe symptoms of <laughs> that these, these scenarios give us, right? Dealing with our stress better and sleep. I think finding holistic solutions
1: in these sort of modern times is really cool. You can grow these mushrooms with, without the use of technology and stuff. Through the use of technology, you shorten the time that you can grow these mushrooms.
0: How have you found that technology has made this process easier?
1: So through the use of technology, you can children grow times by introducing stuff like LED lights, they're getting more light to the mushrooms and that's what helps the mushrooms grow is, is they, they need light and then they need humidity. If they're not getting enough light, then they won't grow. Well, it's like plants. Plants are the same. They're not getting enough light, then they won't grow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's a particular type of light, so you've got to get the right setup. Yeah, look, you, you generally need to identify a type of Area of your house that is more, more is cleaner than others. I tend to I have in the past used a bathroom, but that doesn't always get enough light. So I have switched to actually growing it um, on my balcony. When I live on a flat, so it's it has a cover, It has a lot of shade. I actually grow my plants there, so the nighttime. There's a interchange between the mushrooms and the plants. It's sort of like a symbiotic relationship that they have. The one needs oxygen, and the other one needs carbon dioxide. And it's sort of
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it sounds like just growing things and and in nature has sort of become maybe a big part of your, your enjoyment sphere. So, I mean, where the, sort of the I guess the interest in those plants and such come from?
1: Dad got into it as well. He grows stuff like uh, there's a plant called the Starch uh, and grows in the low felt here. It's it's actually ridiculously hard to grow, but he's now got them growing all over the garden. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just casual, you know.
0: Stop <laughs> boasting to your neighbours, oh you know, it's just it's too much, you know, we've gotta get rid of this stuff, you know, it's just overwhelming, you know. <laughs> you know it is uh, I, I find it is it's so inspiring when something's when you see some level of mastery at something that yeah. someone does it yeah. it's such a great way to inspire those those around you and you know clearly in this instance it, it has and hopefully you, you know, through your, your journey in this mushroom cultivation foraging and um, just the whole field you can um, yeah showcase that to other people maybe inspire them also in
1: 2016 we, we bought a farm and there is potential for me to grow mushrooms on this farm. so hey here we go <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah. yeah i mean in in future where do you want to take this you're on this big journey clearly enjoy it there's a definitely a level of proficiency you've you've acknowledged in yourself yeah where, where's it going you know
1: yeah look uh, in in, a, in the future i am i might decide to maybe make it less of a hobby and maybe just make turn into more of a business. My idea is to develop a whole lot of medicinal products out of some of the mushrooms and sort of sell them and see what I can
0: do there. Well, it will definitely draw people's interest. You know, I think mushrooms, <laughs> at least before um, more recent uh, media spotlights from certain series, maybe been under-talked about, you know, considering the value they've got in, in so many spheres. Anything, it'll pique people's interest. And if there's, you know, there's substance behind what you're saying and selling, you know, it, it definitely sounds like there will be, you no, know, it could kick off, right? It's it's definitely, uh, I would say the market's definitely not saturated, right? It's a whole sphere of um, maybe untapped potential that's not many people are pushing. Do you think this is more like a recent sort of like up or sort of just the progressive people yeah, are just but, starting uh, to acknowledge?
1: Um, it started during lockdown. People were like turning to alternative stuff. Because they couldn't go to the doctor for anything other than COVID-related illnesses, they had a sore throat, or they had a sore foot, or they had a sore this, or they were like, "Okay, well, I can't go to a doctor, so I got to find another way to to fix it." No, this is this is where the market is going. Yeah, I mean,
0: the, the, you know, once the the spark has been lit, lockdown definitely in many spheres has created like unexpected sort of results. Um, this is a great example. Like, you know, people in these tough times have to figure out ways to solve the, the challenges they have. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Like, so, you know, this is, sounds like a big boom for the holistic and um, in the, specifically in this case, the, the mushroom industry and the, the health industry. And maybe people also struggling with high levels of, you know, stress, in these yeah. time Western medication is, is very expensive and and it's been tough economic times right yeah. yeah
1: what I'm finding is a lot of this medication that you find online and this herbal medication mushroom medications, is actually quite expensive it's ridiculously expensive when you consider it when you're making it it's very cheap to make it they're really mocking that one right (laughs) yeah and i guess
0: people just don't know like the process behind these and if it's all you see is these big flashy price tags and you all these like maybe not unjustified but you know very impressive sounding sort of things yeah it is a bit confusing to a un-researched consumer right find your, your place in the market for that, maybe a bit more, you know, budget-friendly and tried and tested, you know, so someone who has a vested interest in it, who's not just some big corporation trying to make yeah. a few extra bucks, you actually sort of really care about what you're putting out there, right? We are, but having having done a bit of the economics myself,
1: I know that a lot of people would look at the market. Say okay. Well, the price of of this is 120 bucks, and then when you when you try and sell the same product for like 80, 80 rand, and your product is actually better than that that product for 120, they're going to buy the product for 120. They think it's a better product. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: just assume if it if it costs more, it must be better, right? <laughs> yeah, as a as a um, avid board gamer, I, I normally tell people for gaming purposes, hundred percent, costs more, it's probably better. But in life, unfortunately, it's uh, it's a lot more complex than that. How would you start this to, to get into this mushroom selling? And I think that uh, medication is- might be a better route. no I mean, if people are like the untapped potential of nature, and if, if you can get that to people, that's really cool, though,
1: right? I'm still learning actually what certain type of mushroom help and what what don't. Hoping to go into the market of stress uh, reducing stress, uh, improving sleep, and those kids that are studying they need something what do they look to instead of just switching to medications they can also use mushroom for example if you combine your vitamin b3 with if you combine a vitamin b3 um, lion's mane and your reishi if you combine them all together that's that's an anti-stress that's that's also going to help you study and
0: better your sleep and when how would you take this as a as an aspiring student it's a stressful time we know that game right oh, yeah. like, how would you incorporate this into your your study routine or just your diet how did you approach it? it
1: it would generally it would be in a tincture as i said so you put it all together the vitamin b3 i i have included there because the vitamin b3 actually counteracts any toxins that you might encounter you're taking taking the mushrooms and it generally prevents you from taking too much yes because what what students generally tend to do is they tend to over medicate they're like yeah i'm studying okay i'm gonna take like 10 drops of this because this really helps but with the extra vitamin b3 that's gonna be like vitamin b3 is just gonna cause (laughs) throng because there's too much (laughs) of it (laughs) <laughs> so then it gets, gets gets it out of your system so that
0: you... Yeah, no, almost it. like you're being like uh, like trained, like Pablo trained to like, yeah. nope, that's that, that's not a good idea. That, that's int- both chemically healthy and also as a ritual, almost encouraging the good practice with taking it.
1: There are some studies that say that if we introduce medicinal, we, uh, we introduce medicinal mushrooms to uh, magic mushrooms... It has a better product and it's better anti-stress. That's that's illegal uh, in this country. <laughs> <laughs> well, the world the world's changing,
0: right? You know, like like I think psilocybin <laughs> and magic mushrooms and that whole industry is all of a sudden under uh, current regulations under scrutiny. We're a little. It's a bit more uh, uh, longer term. You know, we, we with our politics. Who knows? The world is changing. People are actually taking real consideration to these things that were just art lord initially and your magic mushrooms and you know there's your holistic journey to solving your problems you'll be ready to face any any lockdown that ever comes back right yeah just saying, so world's a changing place you never know right but- yeah look
1: uh, there might there might be other other ways to do it like i could look into the idea of combining mushrooms with cbd i haven't looked into that either that that might be another option which is a legal route
0: yes and you know like in Cape Town currently, there's massive CBD sort of oil and other sort of product uh, trends. It's become very popular. You, know, you walk down the street, you see a little guy with a cart and he's selling, you know, CBD oil or CBD infused tea or beverages. There's like a whole list of things. So it's very popular. It's sort of becoming a bit more normalized. People are starting to accept it and, you know, actively even search for it. It's, it's a big buzzword and people are super hyped on the idea. So, you know,
1: get into that market
0: with your mushrooms.
1: What is CBD and what isn't CBD is debatable. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) for sure. It's an interesting approach, maybe, to see if there's any potential to combine those sort of avenues, Mm -hmm. the publicity of both sort of together. Mm